hot girl with a hustle. Hot girl hustle. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Mars. And your girl LA. And we're back with another episode, episode of the Hot Girl Hustle Podcast. <laughs> Woo! Anyways, guys, little background story. We had a very difficult time. Um setting up for a recording Fuck today. Audacity. So after yeah. some trials and tribulations and 30 to 45 minutes wasted <laughs> on that, we are back. But this is actually our fault because we always wait till the day before to, to, record, to record and then we leave ourselves with one day to edit and we get Guys, really... listen, successful people get things done under pressure. <laughs> Champions adjust! <laughs> so... Guys, we actually just got back from a trip. Surprise. Yes. Uh, yes. We went to Dallas. So it was our first time in Dallas together. So, you know, throughout this whole entire journey of recording on this podcast, we've talked a lot about traveling and that's still number one on our bucket list. So we got to go on our first trip of the year and it so happened to be Dallas for basically a women empowerment seminar involving our company and the top leaders. So what do you think of Dallas? Because... Oh, no. I had higher expectations. I don't. Well, when I went in the past, I maybe I thought it was fun because it was my first time being out of the state without my family and like that with was different your people. First time. Yeah, like I always travel with my family, and there was a lot of scooters there. But this yeah. time it was like cold. There was no scooters. Supposedly they got rid of all the scooters in Dallas because somebody got shot while riding one. I don't know how that affects the whole entire city, but. I just thought it was gonna be more like city like, and there mm-hmm. was so much construction, and it was. I didn't see any people. Yeah, it's probably like there was COVID. no people, but Texas was like basically open. Like te- Dallas is for like business, and Houston has more culture because we definitely experienced the culture in Houston when we went. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About that. Um. Yeah. So I get like Dallas. I don't know. I don't think I could live in Dallas. Um. I probably wouldn't live in Dallas. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 3 out of 10. I'm sorry if we have any Dallas listeners. Your city sucks. But I'll give you guys some credit though. Like it is COVID. So we can't like really judge the whole entire state for what it could be. The potential it could Guys, have. we actually have reasons as to why we're saying Dallas. Which we will like explain that it was not the best experience Dallas, for us. Texas. In the nightlife. In- <laughs> okay guys. So we're going to get into what the event consisted of. But... Lauren's over here bringing up the club and shit. So she's going to tell you a little story about how she had a secret admirer at the at the bar, actually. Yo. So well, who did I say he resembled? I said he looked like somebody. <laughs> oh, he reminded me of my cousin, like when my cousin used to be fat. You've met my cousin before. Yeah, but that's not who you said. I feel like it was. That wasn't who you said. I don't know, it but he looked like someone from funnier. Disney Channel, yo. <laughs> someone. Okay, so we, we were in Deep Elm in Dallas. And we wanted, like, a girls' night. It was just girls on this trip. So it was Super Bowl weekend, mind you. So that could have been a little, you know, reason why we experienced these kind of things. But we went to this one club in Deep Ellum. It was not lit at all. There was kind of, like, a line, but it was very... It just looked like a not lit club. And as we're walking up, first of all, it's freezing. As we're walking up, I see, like, two shoes, like, two heels... You didn't see those heels walking into that club? No, which one? The first club. The really ratchet club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was literally heels outside of the club, like, that looked 
literally someone just left there and that was my first sign i was like oh god this is ratchet and then there was this huge big bodyguard that was like fat sitting in a chair he had a huge ass belly like he was sitting in the chair he was, he was hanging a, over yeah he was like he couldn't have made that shit standing up <laughs> okay so we get into this club and as soon as we walk in, everyone knows we're not from there. We were like. just out of place. <laughs> so basically, it was like a... What's it just called? She called it like a... What's it called? Like a chonga? Chongo? What's it called? Chonga? I don't know. Some shit. Some gangster <laughs> Spanish shit. Chalupo. <laughs> I'm so uneducated. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Chonga? Bobby Chulo? Some shit. It was some ratchet-ass club for, like, really ratchet Hispanic people. Because the music that was playing, I've never heard before. But it was very, like, violent. There was one girl screaming. It was, like, a song. She was literally screaming when we walked in there. I think... Okay, so before we went in, we smoked. But, like, Lauren didn't smoke. So she was, like, completely, like, whatever. Like, sober. So when we got in, I didn't realize what kind of music was playing until we walked all the way inside near the dj booth and like we're all standing there figuring out like what we want to do and then i just all of a sudden register the type of music playing and actually i have it i have a video on my phone you guys can literally hear i'll let you guys literally listen to what that song was the initial song hopefully you guys can hear this hold on look at how dead that shit is in there so I don't know what the fuck that song was, but it literally just sounded like a woman screaming. Screaming. So then we all get the vibe like, yeah, this is not the scene. So we stayed there for like two minutes and we started making our way out. And yeah, it wasn't well, even we a went club. to the side before we left. We like stayed there a little bit longer and you guys were like kind of dancing. I just remember me and Jess like looking at each other like, yo, we need to get the fuck out of here. And then I looked to my left and literally <laughs> this fat... <laughs> This fat ass man with no shirt on. I'm literally inches away from his stomach. Like his stomach is in my face. Was it hairy? It was hairy and covered with tattoos. Like, and I just look to my left and I see that because he's like leaning over the fucking area. And I'm like, oh no. I was like, Jess, I'm leaving. She's like, yeah, let's go. So then we walked out. I stayed in with the rest of the girls because they started playing good music. <laughs> and while we stayed in, this guy that was behind us, like in his own section, he had his shirt off too. It might have been the same guy. Um, he started throwing money and I thought it was like ice cubes falling on my head. <laughs> but I looked and it was like money. So then I started picking up the money and Alicia snatched that shit out of my hand and threw it away. Because <laughs> she thought, like she basically said like I could get in trouble or whatever. But it wasn't a strip club. I know. <laughs> I was trying to get my money back for somebody who fucking stole money from me at the gas station. <laughs> That's another story. Yo, so after that, you guys stayed in there. And then we went to another club. That wasn't even a club. It was a bar. It no. was like a lounge. So we went to this lounge. And that was a whole other shit show. Like, we walked in. And I already wanted to go at that time. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, she kept telling me, like, hey, I'm going to take an Uber back. And I'm like, you can't go alone. She's like, well, if nobody wants to go, I'm going to go alone. And I'm like, fucking Lauren, like, you're <laughs> acting up right now. Um, And so we get to this other club, Hispanic as fuck. And I've been 
we know at every club like they play hispanic music but this was one strictly for spanish i felt like well keep in mind texas is on the border of mexico so we felt like we were in mexico and me and lauren the only ones out of the group that weren't hispanic everyone else all the other girls we were with were mexican so they knew all the music but you know me and lauren can vibe or whatever but it was just like very cultural yeah it was like spanish dancing yeah the whole like they did this one dance where it's like you're stepping on ants (laughs) (laughs) and lauren actually did it pretty well i don't know what it's called i don't know it either it's like some it is a mexican dance kim said but there there was some real fucking creepers yeah so how late was it it wasn't that late it wasn't that late back at like one but it seemed like everyone at that club had been there for hours and they were all drunk as fuck so there is so many different types and ages of men that came up to us that night and one of our friends in the group alicia she's super like straight to the point savage like she will defend like she's that one friend you need in the group if you're going out because she will she has a mouth like she'll literally be like what the fuck do you want like literally she'll chase guys away from you so i think at one point there was this like in he looked indian to me Wait, was it was like an older dude but he didn't come at first the first guy that came was like this black guy and he was trying to flirt and trying to get i don't remember but he was with these two hispanic kids and one of them took (laughs) kim and started dancing with her the other one was so in love with lauren he was not even in love like he was just off the shits and he just was staring at her the whole time. No, dancing. it was creepy. <laughs> it was creepy. It was like he would be doing a dance move. And as he's doing the dance move, like look at everyone in our group and like keep doing the dance move while he's like looking staring at everyone. Staring into her soul. Staring. We're going to post a video to show you guys on Instagram this oh my dude. God, like cause I want to expose his ass. I was going to post it on TikTok actually. Bro. And these kids looked like they were 12. Yeah. No lie. It was him and his friend. They looked like they were 12 years old. And, and he had his, like, button-down shirt a little bit. <laughs> he had it, like, a little bit unbuttoned. Like, but you could tell he had, like, chest tits. You, you could tell. Yeah. He, he was, like, white, like, kind of chunky. But his confidence was outstanding. And that's the only thing I'll get to him. Like, he was so confident in himself. Like, he would literally be dancing, shaking his, like, chest, staring at Lauren and, like, doing like the finger the hand motion like like come here like trying to get her to like come <laughs> oh my god it was really bad and i literally he came over to our group and i was like ew 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 i was like screaming ew at him like <laughs> she's an asshole but i was recording him the whole time like and i wasn't even hiding it i was no. literally my phone was in his face <laughs> it was so funny oh my god that was really really Disgusting. bad all right, and then before we left, there was a fucking asshole. Oh, my God. At the time, I didn't register what he did. I wanted to beat his ass. So this was one of the guys that came up to us before, and I guess he was trying to flirt with Alicia, and she just wasn't with it. And then as he's leaving the club, he takes a beer, and he, like, sprays the beer all over us. The so, whole group. The whole group. Alicia so, got wet first, and then I felt it. And me and her just ran after his the ass. The two shortest bro. girls in the group. You just see two little mini girls, like, running after this <laughs> man. Yo, because he's a... That was... I never got mad like that before. But, like, he... I literally... If I had a drink, I would have chased after his ass and fucking... Poured it on him. Poured it on him. He, there was also another guy that was with him. And the guy came back and was like, Oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I was like, yeah, it was your fucking friend. He's like, I don't even know him. And he lied to my face. Like, they so knew each other. 
So then I told the security guards and nothing really got done, but he's a bitch ass. That was the first time I ever got disrespected like that. There was another guy, like, I feel like Hispanic Texans get really pissed off when you reject them, like they have a huge ego or something, because there was another guy before we went into there. He was fat too, and he was walking around with a group of, like, guys. And Alicia was, like, walking in front of everyone, so he was, like, mainly talking to her, but he was trying to tell us to come with him, and she, we we're all like, nah, we're good. And he got so mad, he was like, all right, fine then, get. Like, he was like, <laughs> he literally told us to get the fuck out of his face, but he was the one who was trying to get with us. It was like, really bad, and for the rest of the night, I smelled like beer. That was so, oh my god. So, our expectations of the nightlife were not what thanks Dre <laughs> our expectations were really high because we heard so many good things about Dallas nightlife and what we thought we were walking into was not what we actually got I think it might have had something to do with Super Bowl because everyone was like at house parties and hanging out maybe because it was also like 40 degrees but yeah I'm gonna need some new suggestions if I go back to Dallas because Deep Ellum was not it but we went to this one hotel, the rooftop one. Yeah, but that wasn't in Deep Ellum. Yeah, it wasn't. Stapler? Stap- Stapler? That was the name of it. I don't remember. Stapler? I don't remember. But that was lit. And yeah, we did a lot of sightseeing, but it was just really cold. And Florida it girls like here. bad, bad cold. You would not stop about how cold it was. So Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah. She would, we would want to, she would go somewhere, right? Have the idea to go somewhere as soon as we get out the car. Guys, I'm so fucking cold. I'm it was freezing. pretty cold. The last night was. Yeah, it was pretty was cold. That the, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, enough of the shenanigans and the mini adventures and shit. That, that was one of our shortest had. trips. So yeah. The, the shenanigans that went on was a lot for one I of mean, the shortest trips. I mean, we're not trips. even going to talk about that we walked on the side of a highway. Like, we walked underneath a bridge. Like, there was no sidewalk. <laughs> like, we crossed a major highway. Yeah. Like, that shit's fucking... I can't... Trying to find a restaurant. Basically. But enough with the shenanigans. We actually want to get into the event that we went there for because, you know, most of these trips, a lot of people always ask me when you travel, is it just for business or is it vacation as well? And I always tell them it's a mix of both. Like, why not be able to have fun in the places you travel to when you're going for business? So... Like I said earlier in the episode, we went for a women's empowerment event and we got to hear from women who are making six figures, some of them almost seven figures. And it was a great event to really go to. Um, Lauren and I have been to many events and or in our company specifically, it's male dominated. So it was really nice just to see a whole bunch of women speaking about like the trials and tribulations they've had. Yeah, so um, this was actually the first ever huge event for women in our company and i think that they actually it was way bigger than they thought it was going to be yeah i thought it was going to be smaller than what it was and i think everyone in the company like doubted the ability of like how many women were going to show up so the fact that it was sold out and there was actually a girl i'm sure there's probably more but towards the end of the event we found out that there was people outside of like the conference room like listening in with their phones remember that girl Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy that they had an event like this a couple years ago, but it was very, very small. And mm-hmm. the amount of growth that it's had in like a year or so. The next one's going to be insane. The next one's going to be humongous. There was, we're going to be on that stage. There was 500 women there. And it was pretty cool to see a lot of the women that we look up to in this industry, in our company specifically, that 
have just gotten started. Like we witnessed some of the women that it was their first time ever speaking on a stage. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to know that that's their first time ever speaking in front of like people, that many people. They killed it. And so it's cool to see the evolution of how far women in our company have come. It was a very personal event. Like a lot of these seminars that we go to are very about business and mindset and that's what we need but I feel like with women whenever when women come together you just start talking about your traumas and your vulnerabilities and your insecurities and how to fix that and I think that in our industry maybe in our company that doesn't get talked about as much I love like the transparency that this company is growing into because when I first started, it was all like it was all about just the end goal. It was all about how much money you can make, the lifestyle that you could have. But the more and more events we go to, every single one, the chairman, the top leaders open up a different side of them that I never got to hear in the beginning. Like they talk about the times they wanted to give up. They were at their lowest points. They thought that they couldn't do it. You know, so it's nice for somebody who really does see a future for themselves to grow in that company or in that industry to hear from people that have gone through the same things that they're currently going through. And it just pushes people to continue. Yeah, and I think especially women in general, we're very, we're not so scared to admit to our vulnerabilities or like our tough times. So when you have a huge group of women like that it was really mm-hmm. awesome because 99 percent of the it was a women's event we did have some male speakers but 99 percent of it was women but the male guests loved it too a lot of the male guests were literally just like i heard some guy next to me he's like yo this is the best event i've been to it's because like girls will talk about the shit that people don't want to talk about yeah and girls have a natural which a lot of the guys that were at the event said like the nurturing you know nurturing aspect whether it's in business home life I feel like that event touched so many people because it felt more than an event it was like you were at a safe place Mm -hmm. and it's because women that they do that kind of thing and to be honest I really didn't think the event was going to be as good as it was not that I was doubting it but I underestimated how many powerful women are in our company yeah and we have some bosses the evolution of them and just how structured it was the speakers the the energy was way i mean this event was organized pretty good and we know why because women are very organized (laughs) they're on point they're on schedule like girl how many events have we been to that they don't start on time like yeah so it was really... I wouldn't even have to think about that. It's crazy. Yeah, it was really impactful. And I never, ever, ever regret going to an event. Never. So... It's always worth it. Always. And I think this event really... Especially going on a trip with just girls in our organization. It created relationships. And at the end of the day, this is why we're in this industry. To create relationships. Because when you help build people, people will build a business so and I think you can traveling with someone or a group of people you get to know people way different than just hanging out with them or like just being on zoom because actually we met someone that's um in an organization that lives in a different state we love you Kim yes girl just like being able to meet people in person experience not just in a business setting but also you know going out having fun or having those side conversations it's different it's really different so these events are super important and it's just a blessing that we're able to connect and meet people that we met online 
So we're going to talk about our breakthroughs or like the major parts of the event that affected us coming back home. So there was this one part where the speaker had us close our eyes and I'm not really sure exactly what she was saying, but there was this one part where she was just saying like, what could you be doing better? Or, you know, you're coming home from partying, even though I don't party, but she's like, you're coming home from partying at 4am when your dad is waking up and going to work at that time. And I, that made me think like, damn, like I really need to step it up because I'm taking my situation for granted. You know, my mom's still working and that's kind of just like getting kind of a reminder of why you're doing this and not to take it for granted. And because it's easy for you to get comfortable and forget your why. And a why is like a really big part of this business. You always got to keep your why at the forefront. Do it for the reason that actually hurts you because that's what's going to keep you um, determined to get to that end goal. So when I saw that picture, even though it wasn't like specific to my situation, I related to my situation and I was like, damn, I really need to go home and put this work in even harder than I've ever done before because, you know, I can't give up on my why. I can't. They said, the don't reason- let the reason why you must do this business be the reason why you give up. And I know that resonated with a lot of moms that were at the event. There was a lot of young moms there. Like mm-hmm. when they asked everyone to stand up, there's probably like 150 moms that stood up, young moms, older moms. And that's things that people use as excuses. Like my kids are so hard to handle or my schedule. So they're basically reminding you like you're doing this for your family. Don't use your family as an excuse to stop. So that, that was really my breakthrough moment. This event, a lot of the other events that I've gone to, it's been mostly focused on me and what I can be doing to help people in my organization or to become a better leader or to a better version of myself. And I still gained more confidence in this industry and in myself at this event. But my main I, takeaway was kind of being happy for a lot of the other women that were speaking and that actually put the event together and that have been seeing success because I've said for a long time that women may have a lot of insecurities and vulnerabilities and doubts about themselves but once you break that barrier and once you like break those limiting beliefs I think women can do a lot of things way better than men. And that's not me being a man hater, whatever. I just think that women have a lot of qualities that we could be using, but our insecurities and our confidence issues kind of shy that or they blur that. So to see women that have absolutely dominated and like breaks all those limiting beliefs be on that stage and be putting an event together like this and seeing so much success it was really really amazing to see and I think my vision became so much clearer about the kind of organization that I wanted and the kind of business that I want to run and what I want to be a part of it just I don't know the confidence and the the vision just became so crystal clear that it just, I don't know, it doesn't matter like what happens mm-hmm. in the meantime or the, the process to go through it. When you know, Mike actually said this, but like the success is almost predictable at this point mm-hmm. because I know what the end goal is, but actually seeing real in-person women like doing the thing and having success and being happy and having it all. And I mean like having it all, mm-hmm. like having money success amazing relationships faith. faith a good organization like you can literally have it all and it was really cool to see that in real life form and know that 
these women aren't different than us. Mm-hmm. They they breathe the same air, and it just at this point it's time to catch up. One like thing that I loved was how they just kept emphasize. Emph- One thing I love is how they just kept empath. Fuck, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they ke- they kept emphasizing the fact that failure is going to come over and over and over again we've been through so many trials and tribulations throughout this year in this business that we know that there's going to be retracements that there's going to be issues and problems but i feel like we've gone through so much already it's like whatever like we already know the end goal like lauren said it's clear and at this point we've invested so much time and energy that this is not there's literally no way that we could back out at this point because this has become our life. And if we ever gave up, it's like, what else is there left in the world to do? Like, I don't think that we could find anything else more fulfilling that would allow us to break generational curses, make the type of money we want to make and impact people in the process as well. And I think that's what's super important because, you know, one of actually the top person in the company that's making over a million dollars a month his speech was really touching because he basically said that he was close to a near-death experience and he had his wallet, phone, and keys in his pocket. And at the end of the accident, he actually noticed his wallet was gone. So he re- that resonated with him because the day before, he had just gotten an income raise and he realized that I'm not taking the money to grave with me. I'm just a human. Like The things that really matter to me is my family, the relationships, my team, my organization, everything that has to do with what impact you're making on this world so i just really appreciated how they were just very transparent with the journey of everything and how the journey is not always going to be just rainbows and sunshine other than that another part that i liked about it because you know once you're part of some type of social group for a long time you know who certain people are and you look up to them in a certain way and they actually had a couples panel and we got to see some of our favorite couples just giving us insight and advice and you know we're hot girls over here we single so i thought it was super cute and it was there were some things that i actually needed to hear needed to confirm which is like attracting that person just like with anything with success or with results or with money it's attracting that partner not looking for them not holding on to that image of someone coming to you and a lot of them had very happy marriages and i'll say that because i mean shit they have gone through so much stuff like Two of the couples up there have gone through like losing houses, one of them almost wanting to, you know, commit suicide or, you know, going bankrupt. And now uh, most of them are over here creating. So basically, um, Wanda Webb, which is one of the women in our company, her and her husband were talking about how they have basically a financial manager and they're planning their generation seven generations deep so that once they pass away they know that seven generations deep after they pass is going to be set with skill sets and mindsets of how to actually create wealth because their mindset is you know the quote that says you can give a man a fish to eat to eat but if you teach him how to fish you'll feed him for a lifetime exactly so they don't want to just pass on money to their generations they actually want to pass on those skill sets and that's how they're really going to break that generational those generational curses of their ancestors to educate their future generations on the wealth habits that they've learned in their lifetimes. So I think that's super amazing. And it helped me just see what real couple goals are because there, you know, a lot of people look at social media and the pictures that people post with their partners and everyone thinks it's so perfect, but these people were very transparent about how to balance or just 
handle a relationship while you're in business because a lot of the times if you don't know how to handle being in a relationship with an entrepreneur or both of your entrepreneurs a lot of like miscommunications can happen yeah i think a lot of women you could literally see it in the room that a lot of women had breakthroughs crying and the belief in themselves probably skyrocket from that weekend and i know once you have that belief in yourself it's something that you can't take it away and it just like starts to grow from there and it's a when you have it you know it because you literally have no limits to yourself anymore like opportunities will come and you're like yeah i can do that or failures will come you're like oh that's okay or things might not be going your way you're like all right it's cool because i know i'm gonna be successful either way and that's the one thing that once you get to that point you are literally unstoppable and i think a lot of women experienced that this weekend and i just hope that they hold on to it and don't let the insecurities and doubts that try to creep back into your life let them take over them again because it's just crazy how one event like that can really have a huge huge impact on your life long term and I know that every woman that went there, they're going to have a lot of success if they decide to apply what they've learned at the event and keep that belief up. So it was really amazing. I had a really fun time and I cannot wait for the next one. Yeah, just to end it off, like, um, you know, being on social media and posting all these things is not always that easy. You know, you hear it from influencers, like having to share your life, keeping up with, you know, making sure you get all this content posted and stuff. We actually had two of our friends there who are not on social media at all, don't post pictures, don't share anything about their lives, and it really just inspired them to get out their comfort zone. So I really liked how you know we were able to help people that came with us on those trip to get out their comfort zones and step into the woman they want to become because I think a lot of girls realize like why am I judging myself? Why am I not posting you know the value that I have to provide? Why am I not sharing and it was just a lot of psychology too, like making girls understand like everything that's limiting you is coming from yourself. Like every is your own limiting belief. So I think it was awesome. You know, we got to help our girls out with their first Instagram post, with their first video of themselves talking. I remember when Lauren dropped her first video of herself talking, she literally barely looked at the camera. She was like fiddling her fingers, <laughs> like and I was just like, oh my God, this is so cute. And she was like, ew, don't even just send me the video. Let me post it and get it over with. So, <laughs> so I think this, this event has changed a lot of things for me and Mars Money right here. So we want to talk about a little transition that we're going to be doing. So you guys know that we started this podcast, Hot Girl Hustle. It's never going away. It's never dying. I think I'm a hot girl deep, deep in my heart, deep in my soul. But this event seeing because at the beginning of our journey in this industry, I think we've always had the vision of wanting to bring women together and mm-hmm. have it in a way where it's actually fucking genuine and not the type of having women together, but everyone secretly fucking hating each other and having mm-hmm. like the actual happy and genuine support support for each other and that is a huge 
thing for me that I want to create. And I think Mm -hmm. you do as well. And so us having this podcast was a way for everyone to get to know us. And I think it's done a very good job at that. We're still just getting started, but we want to not really change the narrative of this, but kind of open it up to every woman out there that may that can relate to our stories, that can relate to the things that we talk about. Our missions, our values. Yeah, we want it to be very value-driven podcast. So you're going to still know about our lives and our drama and our dating situations and everything like Yikes. that. But, you know, there's nothing to report right now, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, we want to be known and create more people women that are empowered and Mm -hmm. inspired so we hope that this episode kind of gave you a little insight into that yes ladies if you're a hot girl if you're a hot girl hustler you know we came up with our own hashtag it's hashtag hgh with a fire emoji so you know tag your pictures let's support each other let's connect um and let's just come together as a community of girls from our first episode what we stand for is be a bad bitch, hustle, get to your bag, have fun, be you can like have everything. You can, exactly. You can do whatever you want to do. Like there's no certain type of individual you want to be. And that's one thing that I feel like I've always stand stood for, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning where I was in this business and there's always going to be a certain type of look that you want to have on your business page for Instagram, for example, but it's okay to show people that you actually have a personality. Like you actually like to have fun. You like to laugh. You like to drink. You like to party from time to time, but you still wake up that next morning and you're focused on your business. So where are my hot girl hustlers at? Right. Let's go. So we will see you guys next month. We do have an upcoming trip. Yes. It's going to be a good episode for so, sure. I feel, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to have that many expectations from this trip, but I'm literally dying to go dying on this trip. Dying to like, go. I feel like I need it. I feel like it's going to rejuvenate me <laughs> and I'm going to come back like, I don't know, like an angel, like light. I don't know. Yeah. So stay That's my tuned intentions. for that, guys. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are on Apple and we are on Spotify. Love it. So if you guys love the podcast, you love our Instagram, please like, comment, share, hashtag HGH (laughs) with a fire emoji. Um, We definitely want to have a lot of our supporters on this podcast. Women, hear your stories, relate to you. Mm -hmm. We're working on the guest speakers, guys. All the nine yards, guys. So we love you guys so, so much. And we will see you next month. Bye. Peace.